I forgot to hit the music. <laughs> Oops. Oops. Well. If you couldn't hear us for a second, I forgot to hit unhit the mute button. <laughs> now we're unmuted. Come on. Welcome to the Faith Bite Streets tonight. Streets? <laughs> Look at these streets. You don't know these streets? You don't know these streets. Hey, listen. Um, <clears throat> you know, as you guys are jumping on, we can see your comments on YouTube, so please, we would love to see who's jumping on, so say hello. Yeah, that would be awesome. Say hello, so we can well, greet you. this is you. our first time doing this, huh? Yeah. And this is really yeah, cool. Actually, it is. It's our, really this like is our it. first live stream on YouTube. And really, if you see that little Spotify logo, it's because this is going on Spotify as a podcast, so we just want to greet all of our Spotify listeners right now. Um, please forgive us if, uh, <laughs> it gets a little crazy. Yeah. Here. If this one's kind of messy. Okay. First one, give us a little grace here, but I'm excited. I'm excited because you know what? Um, I've on these, uh, on these podcasts, mm -hmm. um, we're going to just talk about just life and ministry and it's not going to be so much teaching and preaching. I mean, we're definitely going to still do some of that as we go with it. But just talk about the word. Yeah, but just how God impacted our lives. And <laughs> <laughs> just talk about the that word. was that was an edited moment. I'm that was an edited moment right there. Well, here's the thing. I really don't want to have to edit anything. Like, I would be nice if we just. Um, Kind of got it, yeah. so I can download it directly on Spotify. <laughs> I think all the little mishaps are wonderful. Oh yeah, I think that's what adds to it. You know, yeah, that people know that you're real. You know, on the other side, that you know, <laughs> you make mistakes too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. I'm just saying. <laughs> let me. Touch so let me ask them: Is anybody on yet? Um, let's see. I see one person. Nice. Who are they? But but um, I don't know yet. Mm. Well, I'm I'm actually typing right now to in the comment section. If you not if if you don't mind before we get started, you mind if I take a drink? Yeah, sure. Okay. You sure can. You sure can, my friend. Bam. I would like you to know that that bottle in the camera. It's oh, kind of cool. Look at that. That's cool. It sees it, right, like right through. That's like, super cool. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I did test the mic, and it. Um, I turned down everything because it like picks up everything. So, uh -huh. um, I'm just gonna apologize because I'm kind of eating a little bit. Oh, hey Heather. Hello. So you know, if you hear all kinds of crazy noise, like I'm not trying to do an M an ASMR podcast i just want to eat i just want to eat my food hey that's the dinner i made you tonight i mean come on high five, high five guy. yeah i mean i slaved over that microwave I'm you. setting that setting i'm telling you I'm that was hardcore <laughs> we're doing good heather good to see you love you hope you guys are doing well um i forget where you're at are you in north carolina or where are you at is that Heather Martin? Yeah. I thought they were like in Truth and Consequences or something, no, New Mexico. No, that's where she's from. Oh, oh. Yeah. Hey, what a town to be from. Mm -hmm. Truth and Consequences. Mm -hmm. Truth and Consequences. I mean, that that kind of sets the tone for your whole life right mm -hmm. there, huh? Truth or Consequences. Anyway. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's start as I'm eating. I'm ready to start. Let's do this. Um... So yeah, we really felt to to do a podcast. This podcast was really on my heart to do. Um, you know, we were downloading for those of you who um, listen to us on Spotify. Um, first of all, thank you for just subscribing to us. All two of you probably at this point. Well, no, hey, we've got a lot of fans in like Germany. They really like us in no, Germany I, for no, some reason. I know that it goes everywhere. In, Germany, in Amsterdam. We Amsterdam, love you guys. But we love you, uh, Amsterdam. I think we have one listener in uh, Russia. Oh yeah, they're we all have, over the place. I think we have two in America. No, I'm kidding. No, they're all over. But 
But um, no, we felt to do this. We want to actually start doing some podcasts specifically for you instead of downloading them from uh, the streams that we do on Facebook. And so this is the first one. This is what we're doing. And we're just going to be talking about everything and anything and just kind of go with the flow. So what? that picks up everything. Everything? <laughs> so that, I mean, I love the background, Dana. It's cool, huh? I really feel like we're in the streets right now. Yeah, this is cool. I like it. We're like in the robotic. I like it. I'm in the robotic I world. like it. Oh, my gosh. People can't, people can't see you. For the most, I mean, they can on YouTube, but these guys can't see you. I'm just saying, you know, they get it. Yeah, I mean, okay. we're it's in a futuristic the background that I have right now on YouTube. So, um, oh, okay, I yeah. see what you mean. I'm talking to the viewers. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so let's start, Sage. I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about ministry, my friend, and um, <laughs> and talk about like you in ministry. And where you got started, how you kind of how you got started. Okay. And uh, yeah, it sounds cool. Yeah. So, how long have you been in ministry for? We're going to talk about ministry and just kind of life in ministry and some of the stuff that maybe people don't talk about in broadcast because, you know, being in ministry is like, it's like a whole other animal, man. It's, it's it is, you know, it is. And, uh, you know, especially for me. So, not that well, I'm you're a whole different. other animal yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. So, yeah. So, how many years have you been in ministry? You know what? Uh, man, I don't even know. Do you remember? <laughs> I don't even remember. Well, let me see. Uh, I think we're going on about 17 years now. Yeah. Uh, 17. Yeah, probably 17 years. Because I've been, let's see. We've been married. Right, for a I, long time. Right, but I've been in about 15 years, and I started before I went to the church that I met you at. Yeah. I'm thinking 17 years for sure. Yeah. yeah 17, 18, right around there. Yeah, so how did you get started in ministry, or what made you, I guess, well, what gave you desire? What You know, I, what... I, I don't ever know that there was, like, this burning desire to ever, like, I didn't even know ministry didn't mean, like, there... I didn't have, you know, I got saved in a prison cell, right? Mm -hmm. In cell seven, tier two, years ago, between 2004 and 2005, December and January. It was just a radical encounter with Jesus. And as far as, like you say, ministry and stuff, right. I didn't even know, like, there was, like, a thing called ministry. All I knew is Jesus came in and he was real, and I had to tell everybody about him, because he radically impacted my life. So you say ministry. There was never a ministry focus. Right. It was always about, you know, how can I introduce people to this God, this king who came in and delivered me and healed me and set me free. Right. And his great mercy and great love. Amen. So I can't ever say that it was ever a focus of that. It wasn't until I got out into the world and, you know, started going to church that mm -hmm. I actually saw like, oh, this you is how mean, it's supposed this, to be. <laughs> this is kind of how it's supposed to be, you know? And uh, so, you know, so for me, it was just running in pursuit of Jesus. So how... I mean, with everything I had. I mean, running in pursuit of Jesus, man. And that, that was everything. That was everything to me, whether it was, uh, whether it was in whatever prison particular facility I was in, you know, ministry for me, I mean, that's how I started out. I guess, you know, I I understood that immediately once I got saved, that what was in me had to get out of me and wanted to talk to people about good. him. You know what I mean? That's good. There wasn't anybody, I'll just tell you, there wasn't anybody there to tell me, oh, you've got to go through a 10-point discipleship program before you show your share your faith. No, it was, guys, oh my God, <laughs> I've been touched by Jesus, and he freed me. You know, Amen. I was freed, man. Amen. So it was just like, just shouting it, just, you know. Uh, of course, that got me into fights, that got me into all kinds of crazy situations. But come on, when you've been touched by him, 
when your life has been marked by him, right. it doesn't matter to you anymore. No, it doesn't. None of it matters because you know that you know that you know that he is who he, he says he is. Let me tell you, when he came into that cell, I didn't know what it meant to have peace. I didn't know what, I only knew what it meant to hate. Right. I meant, I knew love, all these crazy things, right? But when he came in, man, he brought supernatural peace that I had never felt in my life right. came and flooded through me. Right. And I mean, and supernatural peace, supernatural love, and it just impacted me. It changed me from the inside out Amen. completely and totally. And I walked out of that cell three days later, not going into the entire encounter that I had yeah. with the Lord, yeah. uh, uh, that I walked out three days later, tra- changed, yeah. changed, yeah. a changed man. So for me, ministry was the moment I stepped out of that prison cell in out of that door after that time with the Lord in that cell and it just took off. Yeah. I just had to tell everybody. Right. I just had to say something. That's I just good. had to put my hand on somebody. Yeah. I just even if they got into a fight with me, I was figuring, well, at least they're fighting me now I'm putting my hands on them, right? <laughs> so here we you know, and I wouldn't suggest <laughs> Hey, that's one way to do it. It is. So but- so, so I don't know. So it wasn't until I got out uh, into the world that I actually got involved into what you would call the church. Right. Or you know? quote ministry. Quote ministry, yeah. Like what people think typically think of when they think of ministry, right, is like through the church and yeah. and just are being a minister, like a pastor or something like that in the church. Yeah. So, but you actually... So you ministered, obviously, right? You you preached the gospel, I'll say, in prison while you were there. Of course, like Absolutely. you said, started a lot of fights. How could you hide that? How could you hide that? Right. You know, I remember. Can I tell one story? Yeah, yeah. I remember this one story that uh, I was in this particular yard. It was a medium facility, and uh, medium uh, closed movement facility. And and I was as I was in that facility, uh, I was witnessing to the Wiccans there. And I started winning these Wiccans to Jesus, man. I wasn't even trying. I was just playing handball on the court or lifting weights. <laughs> and I'd be just talking about Jesus, man. I had this major encounter with God, man. He's so amazing, man. And I, he has this thing, the Bible, man. I don't know. I was, jet, you know, just talking about yeah. my encounter, just talking, you know, just doing life, <laughs> the playing handball. Man, I tell you, you know, just not being, just just in he just incorporate let me put it like this he incorporated himself into everything of me amen you know what i mean amen. i didn't have to try to incorporate into him he incorporated into everything in me amen and then in that i just started to flow this relationship so it was just this conversation and uh that i would be having anyway so i started winning wiccans to jesus come on and uh, it wasn't i don't know maybe a week after i won specifically uh, one of them to the Lord, uh, a buddy of mine came, this Irish friend of mine came and he came up to my cell. He's like, bro, the Wiccans are going to put you down on the yard. I'm like, what? I said, was, yeah, you're winning their followers to Jesus and they're going to put you down on the yard. That's what they're talking. I was like, oh man. Well, I happened to know the head guy <laughs> of that particular group, uh, that Wiccan group in that facility, uh, was on the next cell block. So when there was an open movement, I actually went and I went over to a cell and I went in and, uh, and I said, hey, brother, what's up, man? And uh, I went in and him and I sat down and we knew each other from the streets. Right. We had uh, spent not a whole lot of time together, but we knew each other from passing just sure. different dis- different encounters, you know. And uh, so I remember sitting in that cell with him to make a longer story even longer. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> but that's you're talking story. about ministry, right? Yeah. right? So, and so in that, I, uh, what ended up happening was as I was sitting there talking to him, he goes, Sage, you know, I know you, he, he told me, this was him talking, Sage, I know you from the streets. I know who you were, man. He goes, we know, I know who you were. I, I, I had dealings with you. I, I know who you were. And he said this so clearly. He said, look, he says, the man that you are right now is not the man that used to be out there. And we know this, that it's obvious God touched you. Amen. And we don't want to mess with that. Yeah. So it was like, after that, I was fully go. Let's get some wicked save for Jesus, man. <laughs> Hallelujah. Come on. So, I mean, that was ministry for me. Yeah. You know, it was just an outflow of life 
everywhere you go. It wasn't like, right. You know, I think that's how it's supposed to be though. Like, you know, I think that's how ministry should be. Right. You know, and I think it's really interesting. Uh, in fact, I was thinking about your, um, your testimony earlier today and just thinking about how you had an encounter with Jesus, like in your cell, nobody was there with you. It was just you and Jesus in the Bible and you having that encounter and how powerful it was and how, like when you left the cell, you know, you were free of addiction of every kind, free of addiction, yeah. free of the hatred, free of, of everything, of every everything. demonic oppression. Everything. Of course, your thinking had to change still. You know, right? it did. And, and of course, that happens through the word. Sure. Yeah. But sure. I had such a hunger for the word of God. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, you didn't have to tell me. Once you've been touched by him, you don't, once somebody's been touched by God, listen, right. you don't have to tell them, oh, you need to get into the Bible. Right. No, you just know that you know in your heart, I have to consume this. Right. And you want to. Yeah. There was such a passion for me. Like, I got to eat every word. I th I read and I read and I just consumed it as, a, I mean, every little thing. That's what Jesus said. Wow. And I just believed him at his word. He said, you can lay hands on the sick. All right, let's do this. You know, <laughs> he said, you can. I believed him at his word. Wow. I trusted him that's, at his word. And that's that's simple faith. That's that's the core faith. That's that's Man, faith. I feel the that's, anointing on that's, that. That's faith, right? That is faith. Just taking him at his word and acting upon it. Nobody had to teach you. Nobody had to train you. You just read it, you believed it, and you acted on it, period. Exactly. I and mean, it brought the results that it said it would bring. It did. And I'll tell you, even I remember when I'd gotten moved to another facility as I was progressing in points and doing good, uh... I remember, I remember one situation that, uh, you know, nobody had to tell me about tithing either. Right. Okay. I just knew in my heart that I needed to give pretty much everything that I made, my little $5 a month. I, well, <laughs> at that point, I think it was a dollar for, well, it might've been two fifty or something. Two fifty two, Between two fifty and $5 a month. <laughs> That's about what you made. And I knew that, you know, you didn't have to tell me. I was like trying to find places for that to go. There was, uh, uh, you know, sending it out or whatever to, right. to, to somewhere out there, or, you know, getting a little envelope in those daily breads or something right. and sending it out. I right. knew that I had to do When you're making five bucks a month, you know, I mean, that's something. And I would take half of that when I made five bucks and ship it out, you know, and just, and the rest was for whatever I needed, you know, and God always took care of me. And you didn't have to tell me that. I just knew that. Right. And of course, I learned the principles as I got into the Word and stuff. Sure. But it, those principles were already working. Yeah. I think that's so interesting because, you know, the Bible says, right, that the Spirit um, the spirit will teach you. He'll, that he'll, he'll lead you into all truth and He'll teach you in all things, right? Absolutely. And so, you know, you, nobody had to tell you these things. You were taught by the Holy Ghost Himself. And... As I was thinking about your encounter earlier, I, I was just thinking about how powerful it was and how, like for me and, and a lot of other believers, though, that's why I'm thinking about this, that wasn't the case. You know, I had to go through this really long process. It wasn't like instantaneous a freedom like yours was. In fact, you were there one of the times, right? One of our friends, uh, uh, one of our mamas in the faith brought the final piece of, of some deliverance that I needed. Oh yeah. And so it wasn't, that. it wasn't instantaneous for me. It was a process, but it got me to think about this. It got me thinking like how important it is that we, um, that we now as believers carry the fire of God and carry the anointing and carry the true that when people, you know, come to Jesus, that they have that same encounter and they're free you know, of, of instantaneously of all of those things, kind Come of on. like your testimony. Cause I don't, I believe that that's how it's supposed to be period. Like that's how everybody is supposed to be when they first get saved. And I was thinking of why wasn't it like that for me? And why isn't it like that for a lot of other people? And I really think that it's because, you know, because, um, the, 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 the anointing and the power aren't necessarily there in the churches that when people are coming to Jesus, their heart in their heart, it's right in the heart, in their heart, they really are coming to Jesus. They're giving their heart, but the anointing, um, that breaks the yokes, right? The anointing and the power aren't necessarily there. And so then they go through, okay, I really love Jesus, but 
you know, it's not that instantaneous freedom, you know, like it, like it was with you. As you're, as you're going through that, I'm kind of just, uh, reflecting back on, uh, you know, being, being in that position, being in that, in that cell. And I got to tell you, you know, here's the thing. He showed up. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's the reality of it. And I'm just thinking about it. And I'm almost ready to break into tears right now. He just showed up. Right. There was no one there to tell me about him. I know. There wasn't anybody that came to me talking to me about, oh, Jesus, this, oh, Jesus, that. Right, right. None of that ever happened for me. I, right. I, it, it, for me, you know, I mean, man, I remember that Bible I found. It was all tore up. And I would just, get, I got it, John chapter 3 from underneath the, the underneath it the book box in the cell. And I opened it up and it was all torn up. We were using the pages for rolling cigarettes and stuff like that. And uh, because of the thin paper. And I just remember reading, you know, John chapter 3 about Nicodemus and Jesus. And I would just do push-ups because I was tired of flipping cards. And I remember throwing that Bible on the bunk and just being like, God, you got to do so. I don't even know because of the sincerity of my heart, because I was so oppressed. I was so... It, demonically possessed right. and oppressed in every way that there was just no cry. It was just, I threw it on the bunk and it was like, whatever, God, do your thing. And he came in there and I radically encountered him. Right. And isn't that it? Yeah. That's it. Radically encountering him. Yeah. And it's just sitting here thinking, man, I can go into so much that happened in that time of that, you know, from, from, uh, not having Bibles, that old torn up one, and me praying, being like, God, I want a Bible. And a guy actually coming from another facility, coming through our facility over on a layover for one, like uh, maybe it was two days, one or two days. And he looks at me and he says, you know what? I don't understand this, but you know, I'm on my way out, but I felt like I, I'm not supposed to be here. He goes, I'm not supposed to be in this county. I don't know why they shipped me over here, but I have this Bible. And I feel like the Lord wants me to give it to you. And I came here for, so the minute he wow. gave me that Bible, that next morning he was Shipped gone. Off. So if, yeah, you, did, if you didn't any. know, in prison, apparently they do layovers. <laughs> They'll send you somewhere to do a layover. So yeah, layovers in prison. That's well, crazy. he wasn't even supposed to be there. He was on his way out. He wasn't even supposed to be. That's what was so crazy about. And he had, and you know, my mom, after, you know, because once you, you know, you have to ship me. Anyway, so my mom still has that Bible. And my mom still reads that Bible. She holds on to that Bible and still reads it to this day. That's awesome. So that's her, like, main go-to Bible. That's awesome. Because that was the, you know, so, I, I don't that's... know. So, and it was just so many things like that that just, God just arranging and just, that I just, you know, just, you tend to uh, forget about over time. But, you know what, as you're sitting here right now, man, I'm just like being stirred in my spirit right now of just that encounter and it's just how it. important it is to encounter the true presence of Jesus. 100%. The true presence that 100%. every demon of hell yeah. trembles, that yeah. every demon flees. Like you don't have a problem with demons. Right. Demons have a problem with you. That's right. Demons have a problem with Jesus. <laughs> they don't have a problem. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's Jesus. is the. Right. I mean, and when Jesus comes in, all of that stuff has to go. And he came in and he set me free by his Holy Ghost. He delivered me and healed me. I came out on that third day, Dana. I was chance free. There was no more of that. I was healed. I was delivered. No, it was gone. I was a brand new man. Come on. That's on so that good. day of coming out of that cell, coming out on that third day, I was a brand new man. That's so good. Every demon hold over my life, possession, oppression, whatever you want to call it, got broken. Why? Because one touch of the king Come set on. me free. Amen. And he'll do that for each and every person. Amen. He's not a shower of favorites at no. all. Come on. And it's just us encountering him. That's right. And you know what? I don't know. I, I can't say. I know that. I was very broken on the inside. I was a very broken, broken individual. Right. And, you know, the sincerity of who I was was just God. Do your, I was, uh, but, and so in that, he was able to come in and boom. And then do what, and do what and he do does best. What he does <laughs> best. And that's to set the captives free. That's amazing. That's what he does. I love it. He comes to set the captives free. You know, your your story, your your testimony, you know, kind of like 
when you first told me, like, I was just heartbroken, but it also, like, spurs me on to continue to win souls because, you know, for those of you who don't know, Corsage shares um, in his testimony, when he usually shares it, normally he'll share about how nobody ever came to him while he was on the street when he was in the throes of addiction and just hell, really. Nobody ever stopped him in the street to tell him about Jesus. Like, nobody ever, um, you know shared the gospel with him on the street. And no. that blows me away. That blows me away. Like this thing, I, I'm just going to apologize to anybody out there because this thing picks up everything. So if this is turning into like us preaching and a little bit of ASMR weirdness mixed, um, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, but you know, I mean, like that broke my heart when you shared that. And I was like, Nobody, but there's so many people, there's so many other people as we've been out on the street that, that, um, it's, it's sensitive. Right? Oh. <laughs> there's so many people on the street that have said the same thing that they're like, <laughs> nobody is, if you're wondering why I'm laughing is because my husband's playing with stuff and I know this mic is sensitive, so it's probably picking it up. <laughs> um, but, you know, nobody, nobody tells them about Jesus, you know, nobody yeah. tells them about Jesus and it blows me away. And I'm like, okay, you're standing on the street corner begging for money or whatever the case is. And I know there's tons of Christians who have passed you by and you're telling me nobody's told you about Jesus. Like since you've been out here for months already or whatever, right? Nobody's told you. No, nobody's told me about Jesus. Like what? So that wow. that blows me away and that spurs me to always want to tell people about Jesus because I don't know, you don't know the next person that we're talking to that's another sage, right? Another or another whatever, you know, a, a, another Billy Graham, another, you know, yeah. you can put the fill in the blank. And so that's it's so important that we're sharing the gospel and that we're sharing Jesus, but we're also carriers of his glory and his power. And like you said, the true Jesus. Amen. So fast forward, you ended up into a community corrections and um, you ended up becoming... Don't apologize for being... Oh, no, girl, I'm not apologizing for being real. I'm apologizing for any sound weirdness because uh the mic's super sensitive <laughs> because the mic is sensitive and so i'm apologizing to the spotify listeners and my um, little fingers are going <laughs> like this on the the pages i'm all because my hands have to be doing so and it's really right there yep but but um so fast forward anyways you you End up becoming an associate pastor. I did. So, uh, did they, they just let me ask you this, this? Did they just throw you into that position like immediately? Oh, yeah. Wow. There was That's no amazing. There, most people, right? There was no most there, people like you work your way up in leadership to be put in that position. No, they, here comes Sage straight out of corrections, I, off, <laughs> fresh off the street, and bam, he's put in a position. Well, uh, I've been in that church, so we were in corrections for. Uh, I was in there for about two years. <laughs> uh, well, uh, tw uh, let me see, twenty-one months. I was in there, so I'd been going to that particular church for probably s the last six months of that, and uh, the River of Life, right. and so maybe, maybe even a little more, maybe about a year. We'd been going there for about a year. And I got out and, of course, uh, got into an apartment and all that kind of stuff and was working, construction, this kind of thing. And uh, one day uh, doing Bible studies, Go every time the church was open, I was there. If there was a Bible study, I was there. If, right. if the church, if there was a function, I was there. I just wanted to be wherever that was, Amen. wherever God was doing Amen. something. I Amen. wanted to be there, yeah? Amen. And uh, so... Uh, you know, all of a sudden they were going to do this evangelistic campaign oh. to the community, a door-to-door -door thing. And they were like, you know what? This is right up your alley, Sage. <laughs> and then the next thing you know, I'm heading up this evangelistic campaign, uh, putting maps up on the wall, and we're hitting every home in the entire community, uh, knocking on every door uh, in that city. And uh, and that just started it right there. And next thing you know, I was on staff. And, wow. I mean, That's there was amazing. no training. There was no... it's. Yeah, the anointing's on, you know, let's do this. Wow, that's amazing. So, 
I literally just noticed what in the world is up with my eyebrows? My goodness, how embarrassing. <laughs> what do you mean? They're, look at this. they're on fleek. Look how dark that, look at the screen. Look how dark this is uh -huh. compared to this one. It literally looks like I just put one eyebrow on today and it's colored black. You mean like ones. one eyebrow across? No, there's like no, a gap. I'm talking about they look crazy. Oh, oh my goodness. Hilarious. Okay, well. Well, the Spotify listeners don't care. Um. So listen, well, I, yeah, you can't see, but how embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me finish this. Well, no. So I have another okay. I have. I have another question. So no, me. there was no discipleship training for me or anything like that. I did go through the discipleship program of the church. Do you, but then me... they threw me into youth ministry, associate pastor, um, all these kind of offices and stuff. And... Let me ask you is um, this question, though. So... Do you wish that you would have gone through discipleship training? You mean more discipleship right. training? You mean more? Yes. Uh, yes, I do. You know what? But, I, you know, the way I learn is, you know, hands-on. But you can get hands-on. I, I do. I do. There are things that I believe. Let me put it this way. There are things that I do regret that I should have. Uh, pursued a little further okay. instead of just really punching in and that kind of thing. But you know what? It was for me, it was all about getting a community saved. So I just didn't care. Right. You know, I just, okay, a position. Wonderful. And it wrecked but you were going to do it either way. Uh, uh, you were no matter doing it what, either way, right? it was going to happen because right. I was doing that before they brought me in. Right. I mean, that's, I was hitting it and hitting it right. before they even brought me into yeah. the church. And as they brought me in though, uh, with that, it kind of, uh, trying to think. Well, with that, half the church left after they brought you in. Well, you know what? <laughs> after, after the senior pastor, one of my favorite men. Yes. Pastor amazing. Patrick Devine, We love him. Love we him. had an amazing pastor. Him and Miss Heather are just the most amazing people, uh, on the planet. But, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, the, the minute Pastor Pat actually announced, uh, we'll be putting, uh, Sage on Sage staff. On staff uh, the next Sunday, half the church was gone. I so we it's a joke now because it's like the the that Sunday they put you on staff, half the church left, and then when they, they and then when they put me as and worship leader, well, the here. other half left. <laughs> the next we, Sunday, the other half left. We built it back up, and then we put you on, and the other half the other left. half I'm left. Like, what the? <laughs> yes, it, that was like that's uh, that is cannot be a truer statement though because the next Sunday I was like. What happened to all the people? Yeah. They left. I was yeah. like, okay, maybe they just taken the Sunday off. No, they never came back. No, they never came back. <laughs> well, they left. I will say this. They did start trickling back over uh, time. A little bit. But you know what? So let me let me get back to this. Look, my whole focus was ministry even before then. So I was this was just like an additive, like, okay, cool. And it really touched my heart that uh, and I gotta say this, that people that Pastor Patrick specifically would even trust me. Right. Knowing my background, knowing where I came from, right. knowing all of my history. And I absolutely love him for he, that. He says, Sage, I recognize the call of God on your life, and I'm going to do everything I can to help you achieve that. Wow. So you know what? That touched me. And I felt like that was the hand of God. And God actually working in and through me to bring me into a greater place in him yeah. and yeah. learning through years and years of ministry, youth pastoring, years of youth pastoring, uh, street evangelism, uh, associate pastor, uh, prison ministry. I mean, I can go on and on. Outreach coordinator. Right. I mean, all of it, you know, right. and then preaching on, you know, uh, you know, on certain Sundays that he wasn't there or, or series or different things like that. Yeah. So, you know, it really, he really took a chance on me mm -hmm. because I'm telling you, I wasn't You're church wild. material. No, was I was wild. still wild, man. There was still a wild side. Not saying that Jesus wasn't fully there. He was, no, he but was. I was wild. You still, I he would, was still rough, right? He was still I hood. Was rough. Look, he I, was still I, I, street. I, 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 <laughs> and here's the thing. I remember one time I had an encounter right after this when the women's ministry leader, love her, we really, <laughs> uh, she came and I was like, what you mean? And I just, you know, just normal conversation, I thought. And she took off running and crying. And I was like, 
<laughs> See, listen, this was Sage. If you guys knew him, like the first year that I met him, he was very, he's, he's, he's very refined in his words now, but he was very just, just, if it was, if he was thinking it, he was saying it and it was just coming out how it came out. So he ruffled a lot of feathers. <laughs> Give me this. Give me this. He ruffled a lot of feathers, but he's very, he's very, um, he's learned how to, uh, how do we say? Communicate. Okay. Okay. We like it. Put it that way. How to communicate. (laughs) But so I want to ask you this. So you were, so you were an associate pastor. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Okay. So associate pastor. And you were there as associate pastor for a lot of years. Yeah. Um, of course, being trained up there in this particular church in Colorado. We both were trained up in this particular church. So I kind of want to ask you this. So what What in ministry, right? So by this time, you've had several years under your belt in ministry. What are some of your like most memorable encounters in ministry whether it be like with a person or with the lord or wow that's hard yeah because there's so many first one that pops to mind first one that pops to mind wow i mean there's a bunch reeling in my head there's like <laughs> well, you gotta pick you one said you that, gotta at least and there's one. like news oh. reels <laughs> running through my head of all the hu- just hundreds of miracles and the most memorable and, the most memorable encounter with God, whether it was like with a person ministering to a person or with the Lord himself or a miracle. You know, one, okay. There's one that pops out to me kind of since you're here, right? (laughs) (laughs) Is uh, the time that we did communion. Oh, you remember that? That was was, really cool. That was on point right there. That was fun. That was over the top. Okay. Share the story. Okay. So I'll I'll help you. (laughs) So the Lord had, uh, you're going to help me. Okay. I'm going to help you. So the Lord me. had put it on. Hey, Kayla, good to see you on. Hallelujah. So uh, so the Lord had put it on our heart, my heart specifically to celebrate Passover. Right. I think we did right? that. Did we do that for a couple years? Like three I think years we maybe? did a couple years because I, I just love the parallels as you went through the meal of how it reflected Jesus. And it was something he put on my heart. Sure. And just learning about and it. And it was fun. It did. And, and it going through the did. stories in the Bible and comparing it to Jesus and all of these. I loved that. Right. Anyway. Yeah. So uh, one night we're celebrating at home. Everybody has to get dressed. Dana's been cooking dinner and we're getting the whole thing ready. Okay. So really quickly we have before all, you get to that well, let, let me set it up. Okay. We have all the runners out on the table and our nice little dinner table thing, the claw feet. We have all the nice plate and the silverware out and, the, and all the candles. Everything's perfect, right? We're going to celebrate this. Go ahead. Yeah. So let me tell you the why that why that particular one, not only because of what happened, but that was one that was really special to me too, because to get my daughter to participate in that, she usually didn't want to. Yeah. Like she usually didn't want to participate in it. And she, so we would end up, I think one year we participated, we did, we held a Passover at the church and people came. Um, I think actually a couple times we did that for other people to come, but she never participated. Yeah. And this particular one we did at home. Yes. So we didn't do with anybody. It was just us at home. So it was me, you, and my daughter. And so um, we ended up, uh, you know, getting dressed. And so here's my daughter, what, like 13 or something at the time? I think she was about or 12. 13, yeah. And she actually was excited to participate. Like she was, she was, she was actually excited. She got and all dressed she, up. Yeah. And, and I was like, okay, we got to get dressed really nice. You know, we're going to mm-hmm. dress nice for dinner. And she's like, I don't have any, um, I don't have any um, dresses. And I'm just kind of teary-eyed because that was that's a really precious memory to me it's with her. So, you know, she's like, I don't have any dresses. So I was like, okay, I'm going to give you my dress. So I gave her one of my dresses and she dressed up and looked super cute. And then we went outside and, of course, you know, we uh, Passover starts at sundown. So we started the whole process. Started the whole process. Passover. And then here we go, right? And we're go there. Go inside. I made lamb to that, eat that that's night. Right. Yep. So we had lamb all the time for Passover, made lamb, 
Now, we were going to take communion during the Passover, and for Passover, you're supposed to have matzah, right? You're yes. supposed to have matzah. That's a part of kind of the ceremony. Well, I had forgotten at the store to buy matzah, which sucked. is like a cracker. Hey, Rodney. I see you on my little thing here. Hey, mister. So, um, so yeah, I forgot matzah, and so... Well... Go ahead. Take, so let take me, from I'm, I'm going to, now listen, listen, okay. I'm going to kind of just lay this there. out. So you understand, I'm seated at, the, at one of the end of the table. Jewel comes out and she's seated to the, to the left of me. And of course, there's a head of the table chair over there. And then there's another chair over here for Dana to sit on my right. Now, on this table, there's all kinds of different bowls that we've set up for the different elements that need to be there and for the dinner and all of this. The head of the table and is supposed to represent Jesus. Jesus. And there, this plate was there, and it was all set with she's the so cup cute, yeah. and everything like this. And, and you know, Jewel's sitting there. She's all excited and giddy. It, it, it's pretty amazing. Anyway, so Dana's like, oh, my God, I forgot to get the matzah. And the matzah is important because it goes in the napkin. Right. And we were going to also take communion. And we were going to take communion. That's right. So we made a couple of phone calls to some neighbors that lived right there. I was just going to run over. Nobody had any crackers. No, Nobody had anything. So we're like, oh, It was my too goodness. late. We couldn't and go it was, anywhere. It was already. And I was like, oh, man. So I'm sitting there. Now, get this. I'm sitting there at the table. Jewel is talking. Dana's talking over here. And we're like, okay, well, we'll just do it with something else. We'll use some bread or something like that. I know, right? which is so horrible because the whole thing is you remove all the leaven from your, yeah, from your, <laughs> your <life>. house. <laughs> anyway, so it's like sacrilegious to use bread. <laughs> but we were like, whatever. Like we yeah. don't we don't have anything to take communion. Bread's gonna so, have to work. <laughs> we're in this, right? And we're going. <laughs> and here was the craziest thing. So you have a napkin to your right hand. And it was at my right that the napkin was. And Jewel and I are sitting there talking. Dana's at the stove, finishing up the lamb and that kind of thing. And I actually, and, and I understand it. I'd already played with the napkin. Yeah, you were smacking I was, Jewel I was already it. smacking Jewel with the napkin and we were laughing. I folded it back up and I put it down onto the, uh, the table. And it just sat there for a minute. And then I take my hand and I put my hand over that napkin like this, just talking like you would at any, you know, just down like this. All of a sudden, I felt like a hand on top of my hand, and it pushed down. And as it did, I heard a crack. And when I, I it cracked, I was like, what? And I opened up the, oh, my God. <laughs> I opened up that napkin. You guys got to hear this. Listen, I op unfolded that napkin. And there was four perfectly, four, four perfect breads broken perfectly. Yeah. That were brownish in texture, kind of like a, even like a, almost a honey looking. Oh, yeah, it almost looked, well, I mean, like, I like manna maybe, or I don't know, but, I don't, but it was from heaven. It, and let me tell you, Jewel looked and she was like, oh my God. I mean, because I was just playing with that thing. And the next thing you know, well, she thought, she's like, no, did you hide? Were you hiding that somewhere? I was like, like no, I was hitting you there with my napkin. Yeah. And so she ends up freaking out. We're looking at this. There's one piece for Dana, one piece for Jewel, one piece for me, and then one piece for the head yeah. of the table. Jesus. And just amazing. Amazing. And then, of course, we're like, wow, this is just incredible. And then I remember Jewel, she's like, we were getting ready to take communion, yeah, and she ate it right away. She ate it right away. She goes, I'm not waiting. I, I need this now. <laughs> yeah, that was that. That, that was that amazing. One. I remember that. That, that one sticks out to me. And and so we, and we testified of that. Because we, we actually remember, hey, remember this? And we still have it to this day. We do. In Alamosa, right. in storage, right? Yeah. We still, oh, I'm sorry. Sorry about that slap. <laughs> uh, we still have that in that box in that plastic, wrapped up in all that kind of stuff, a piece of that bread. Now, listen, I had held on to a little corner of that piece of bread, probably about that big, about that big to show people, like, God did that, like, this is what it looked like right here. And let me tell you, years went by, and that bread still looked as fresh as it did the day that it manifested. Yeah, it didn't mold. It didn't, didn't mold nothing. Mm -mm. Amazing. Yeah. That so that that is. Actually, I so wanted to eat it, but I wanted to keep I it for the know. testimony. You know, I ate my piece. Don't get me wrong. 
That was like a really good testimony, actually. I saved I, Jesus's peace. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was that was amazing. That was actually really, really awesome. And then we testified of that, and I it was funny because everybody was looking at us like. You bunch of liars. They were, look, they were looking at us like, you guys lie. Maybe but, like some of you are actually listening right now. But listen. No, I'm right, telling right, you. Listen. It was amazing. I'm it telling really, you. It really, really was we amazing. Can, if, if you want to talk about miracles, yeah, I mean, we so, can go into some. So it was cute. Let me finish, though. It's so cute because, right, we had the head of the table set up, right, Jesus. Mm -hmm. So it was so cute, my daughter. I love that girl. She's like, Let's should we leave a bowl of of lamb for for Jesus like Santa Claus you know like that's what she's thinking she's like maybe it'll be gone in the morning <laughs> she's like let's just leave it there okay? she's so cute I didn't want to be like babe it's not like Santa Claus <laughs> like, she's like no 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 just leave it like, there <laughs> I was like no babe I don't think so but it was really cool that because you know at that time the of course we were kind intense. of right like you know we were having a little bit of issues with her at the time and. Um, so that was really precious to me that she was so excited and wanted to participate and, um, and that she got to be there for that and got to Amen. see that miracle. That was like so precious to me. And that is such a precious miracle. That's amazing. Yes. I'm glad you brought that one up. That one's good. So, um, I was wheeling through the reel. Yeah, no, there is a lot of stuff, man. There's a lot, a lot of stuff that was just incredible that happened. Um, you know, so I wanted to ask you with that, you know, okay, so that's one of your, one of many memorable uh, miracles or encounters with the Lord. So what are some embarrassing moments in, in ministry? What, tell me one that you can think of a moment that, because <laughs> if you, if you can't think, listen, I probably can think of one for you. <laughs> well, which one are you thinking? Um, Just, I don't know, just you preaching and thinking that you were telling a joke really good and it oh was horrible and everybody just stared at you like that was bad who is this dummy i thought it was hilarious <laughs> but everybody was like yeah was it was like joke, i know they're like waiting for the punchline he butchered it you got all there's a there's a on, an ongoing thing with sage though we always tell him never to ever try to tell jokes because Don't tell jokes. he cannot for some reason this man cannot remember jokes to save his life i don't know so why. when he goes to repeat them he butchers the tar out of them and they're not funny anymore so <laughs> this is what happened in when he was preaching and he tried don't ask me why and it was horrible because i thought it was amazing <laughs> but no but that wasn't that probably embarrassing for it wasn't that embarrassing i'm sure but because you had done that a couple times already yeah. by that point yeah so can you think of an, an embarrassing time? I mean, there's a lot of embarrassing times. <laughs> I've embarrassed myself a bunch. Not just once, but many times. Uh, so to pick one is like really like, wow. Oh, my gosh. To throw I'm yourself so out on Front Street like that. <laughs> I mean, there's the time that I, the lady wasn't pregnant, and I looked at her, and I'm like, <laughs> And I looked ahead, at her. Share that story. Come on, you got to paint the scene here. Okay, paint the scene. Okay, we're where <laughs> where so we were. We know we were in the church, and we were in the church. And this lady, she, well, obviously she was overweight. She wasn't <laughs> pregnant, and and I'm just and I'm just talking to her, and I I don't know oh, why man. I'm like, well, let me bless your baby too, <laughs> and she's and she's just like. I'm not pregnant. Sage goes for it, puts her his I'm hand like, on her belly, I'm and like, it's just, Let me bless it's just this straight sides, straight like, empty belly. Oh my god, it was so it was bad. That was embarrassing. I I I was like, <laughs> I felt what did, horrible. What did, she, I was, what did she do? She just looked. <laughs> She, she like, probably was me? like stunned, like didn't know if to slap you or. I just backed away, and you know she's like, "I'm not pregnant." And I'm like. <laughs> what are you doing? So just kind of looking around and you're like, oh, oh God. my gosh. So I learned a lesson there. You never make assumptions. That is hilarious. You never assume ever. So yeah, that was bad. That was really bad. That is so that was really funny. Bad. And I mean, there's just so many times. I mean, the one time that, uh, what's his name? Uh, Guy Singer. Lost the football bet in the middle of the service, and he comes running through in a girl's dress in the middle of the <laughs> service. 
We had, was, listen, we our had, church was kind of wild, we, okay? We, it I was. mean, we had a cool men's group, man. God we had, bless we our had, pastor because they were what, wild. There were some wild ones. And we were all pretty wild back then when yeah. Pastor Pat had us. And I mean, we were getting guys and ladies saved from every Fresh corner. Fresh off the streets, I mean, man. It was wild. So this buddy of ours, this guy singer, really good friend of mine, he uh, actually, uh, he's, of course, gone home to be with the Lord now, but he lost a football bet. And he comes running into the church, into the middle, in the, that was the bet that he wouldn't, that oh he had gosh. to put on a, a, a mini skirt kind of dress and run through the church in the middle of service. What did pastor do? Oh my, it, that was. You probably got it after, huh? Oh man, it I'm was sure intense. Guys, yeah, it I'm was sure. so intense. I'm sure you almost lost your job at that point. <laughs> But um, we didn't do it again. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure you didn't. That was that was pretty intense. So yeah. So uh, so with that, I, I actually I I kind of want to share a couple. Uh, so I want to share, if that's okay, Sage Thur, um, probably my most memorable um, encounter with the Lord. Actually, I've had several. You know. Well, wait. Can I ask you? Yeah, you can ask me. Are hey, you going to interview me so, right now, Dana? So. Since you've been saved, uh-huh. uh, and you got saved when? When you were two? No. Oh. <laughs> I did not get saved when I was two. No, I was just playing. Uh, so since you've been saved, when, what is the greatest encounter you can think of that's happened to you in your life? Ooh. Probably... The greatest encounter, I would say, would be um, right, actually, right after I received deliverance. So really quickly, let me just say this. I remember that. Let me me preface. Because let me say, I got scared and I ran. Well, let me preface this story really quickly, okay? I was like, "Ah, No, let me preface this story, okay? Because, you know, Sage is going to make it sound cuckoo, but let me tell you. Um, I, so part of, part of, part of my testimony, right. Maybe growing up in, in even, well, middle school specifically, I started to get into witchcraft and I started to get into a lot of crazy stuff from that point forward. And one of the things that I did while I was, um, you know, doing witchcraft was I did this whole dedication where I dedicated myself to the enemy basically and, uh, for power. Right. And so, you know, Throughout that whole process, obviously, you're going to pick up some trespassers, okay? So I don't, I know people will argue that it's impossible. Well, I don't know what how to tell you that than what happened in my experience because my experience was real. Like, it was real. Oh, yeah. So people are like, if you're saved, you can't have demons. Now, I don't think you could be possessed Correct. as a believer. But we've had this conversation, right? You can be oppressed. And I was 100% oppressed like and and had a bunch of junk going on okay yes so with that being said um sage we were still friends at this time he invited me to a conference i said yes i was thinking it was a regular conference come to find out by the time we get there with all of our friends it was a deliverance conference so um actually and in that same conference so around this time there was so much supernatural stuff happening in my life because I had, even though I was in church, I had sincerely given my life to Jesus. Like, even though I went to church and was serving or on the worship team, right? I was a part of the worship team. I was, you know, a part of different things in the church. Even though I was still doing that, I had not given my heart fully to Jesus. And through a chain of events and a bad relationship, I ended up just being like, God, I'm done. I cannot do this anymore. I gave my heart fully to the Lord. And from that point, I began to have supernatural encounters. Come on. So then I had, That's good. I had this encounter, right? When you took me to this conference and in worship at that same conference is when the Lord told me that you were my husband. Which she never told me until way later. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't go up to him and be like, God said, you're supposed to be my husband. I would have uh, ran. Yeah. Said, no. okay, heck no. Mm-mm. So... 
during worship, I heard that you were my husband, but then of course I went through a lot of deliverance. And after that point, I just began to continue to have supernatural encounters with the Lord where I would wake up. I had never experienced this before. So this was all new to me, but I would, I would wake up because I was shaking in my bed so hard from the power of God. I would be shaking under the power of God. I would wake up. And I don't know if you remember sometimes where I was like, where I don't know if you remember one of the times I tried to wake you up and I was like, do you feel that? I was like, the bed is shaking. And you're like, no. And you went back to sleep, but it wasn't the bed shaking. It was me shaking in the bed. And so the Lord began to take me through a series of just all kinds of supernatural encounters with yeah. deliverance and speaking to me about you being my husband I do and um, delivering me in the night hour. I mean, there was there through dreams and, and confronting things in, in my in visions and in the night visions, I guess the word would call them. So um, that wow. was probably the beginning for me of just like some really profound, great supernatural encounters. Sage there. Amen. <laughs> no, he's wait. a bad interviewer. Well, he just no, stopped. I'm, he's like, okay. Uh, but I'm thinking. <laughs> I thought you were going to launch into the one oh, where you got freed there at the end. Oh no. Oh okay. But that was a pretty okay. amazing encounter. Because I thought, the, I thought because that was that, like one of the most powerful ones. That was because probably more powerful point, for you because you well, experienced probably more of the freedom than I did. Oh at no. That, at that point, probably. Uh, for me, the the most powerful ones I had were like in the beginning, that first year and a half that we really? that we met. Yeah. Now, see, that's interesting. I'm just finding that out because I thought that night when you were being ministered to at that meeting, mm-hmm. right there by the lake. Remember when we were at the house meeting, mm-hmm. and uh, that that was one of the most power. That that's when I saw your life shift. Right. It's, Everything shifted. To, well, to be honest with you, though, I, I think you probably noticed that more than I did. I think yeah. you probably noticed that more than I did because you were on the receiving end. So it wasn't as profound for me, I, even though it was, but I had already experienced a lot at that point. It's probably had, more profound I mean, for you, you than it was for me because <laughs> I was probably a lot nicer after that. <laughs> so maybe yeah. that's what it is. Okay. Amen. So, yeah. So, so really quickly, though. Let me tell you my embarrassing because this one's funny. Okay, so listen, guys, really quickly. And hey, thank you guys for joining us, by the way. Thank you, Spotify listeners. We're fixing to wrap it up um, because, um, again, this is specifically for Spotify. And I think we've been going for about an hour now, 56 minutes. So I don't want to go over an hour, but... Being as this is our first one, you're kind of getting, you, our listeners are kind of getting to know us a little bit, hearing some stories, hearing some ministry stories, which is kind of fun. You know, and this some is testimonies. Cool. We could actually take this out on the road. Yeah, we sure can. <laughs> we sure can. <laughs> but, um, so let me tell you I my. I have a little van. Ding, no, ding, let ding, me ding. tell you like my. Like Scooby-Doo van or something. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Pull up. Would you like to do an interview? No. no. Okay. No, sir. But oh, listen. Listen, I'm trying to share my embarrassing story, okay? Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to share my embarrassing story. You okay, have, so this was you have some serious embarrassing ones, and I'm just almost embarrassed for you right now. Do I really? Oh, my God, you have some bad ones. Okay, well, let me share. There if, was that one time that you... Oh. Well, let me share one, and then you can share whatever you remember for me, okay? Um, but this one was pretty recent. So, hey, Candy! This was actually a year ago. This was embarrassing. So we're in California ministering, right? And it's with um, Pastor Sonny and them that we were at. So, okay, so this was embarrassing for me because this poor guy, I'm praying for this guy. He asks for prayer. This was, I think, a miracle service is what, um, what it was. And so this guy is asking for prayer. So he's in a wheelchair. We're halfway out the door of the church. So it was already dark outside. I couldn't really see. And, um, I kind of like, he was sitting behind people. I wasn't really kind of paying attention to him, I guess. And so he asked for prayer. I go to pray for him and I'm praying for healing, right? I'm believing God to touch this man, right? Get him out of that wheelchair because why not? Because we've, we've seen it right in the prison. Yep. So I'm believing God for this, but I'm like, Lord, (laughs) 
I'm like, thank you for growing this man's legs back, Lord. <laughs> like, like, like just believing God, grow his legs back. And he was so gracious. Like he was just looking up at me kind of like, almost like puppy dog eyes, kind of a little bit confused though. And I was like, thank you, Jesus. We're believing for great things, you know, just praying over him. You guys, I couldn't see. The man had full legs. <laughs> the man had full legs. <laughs> oh, my God, I remember. He had full length, full legs. And I was praying for his legs to grow out. No wonder why he was looking at me so crazy. This poor guy is like agreeing with me, I think, just being gracious. But I couldn't see because we were half outside and it was dark already. He already had legs. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's... I was so embarrassed. I was like, oh, my. and I didn't realize till after we were in the car, I think, and he turned and I could see the silhouette. He had full legs. They grew out right <laughs> then. Oh, my God. He already had legs. It's so horrible. I felt so Maybe bad they for the guy. Out. He didn't, and then he did. Did they come with no. tennis shoes? Yeah, they came full equipped with tennis shoes. <laughs> <laughs> this poor man. Oh my gosh. Anyway, so that's my most recent story. It was that's pretty actually embarrassing. Hilarious. It was, and it was really embarrassing. So, oh anyways. <sighs> so be life. I remember the one time that uh, remember we were gonna. Jewel was going to get baptized. Oh, yeah, but that wasn't that embarrassing because nobody was outside. It was oh, just that's me. True. That was just me getting hurt, being yeah. clumsy. Nobody saw that at all. But hey, you guys want to know? I do have one more embarrassing story, actually. When I first started to play the piano. Oh. So let me tell you guys. I that was to... no, that was embarrassing. No, I know. <laughs> no, I mean, I was on the front row and I was embarrassed for you. You know, I mean, all of us were oh like this, and I, I was trying. I remember that. That was, I remember it. Okay, so like, ding, listen. Ding. No, here's the thing it's not like I learned piano and then started playing for the church. Here, the, the thing was, I was forced to play. Like, I literally was pretty much forced to play piano because I was the worship leader, but I was pretty much up to that point only leading vocally. I wasn't leading instrumentally. And um, this particular summer, pretty much my whole worship team just kind of disintegrated for that summer. They all left yeah. and had stuff to do and just kind of pieced out on worship. So um, I had to do worship. Like, Pastor basically was like, okay, you're playing, you're doing it, you're leading, piano. And I, I had literally just started playing. Like, I, I just was kind of playing around, I should say. Sage just bought me, like, a keyboard maybe, what, like, four months before that or yeah, something, something or like five that. months, I don't know, and a book to learn. I kind of was playing with it, but I wasn't really practicing it because I thought I didn't, I didn't, I was just not. And so... Pastor's like, you're up next week. Find a couple songs. I think I played like two songs. Oh my gosh. That was the worst thing ever. That was so hard. Because first of all, when you're first learning, it's hard just to play by itself. Try add, you know, try to add singing with it, singing and playing. Holy moly. That was painful. So here I am trying to play. I thought a rel it was going to be a relatively simple song. I think it was like, How Great Is Our God or something like that. I don't know. So here I am playing, and it was so bad that, <laughs> that I, the pastor I, actually I, stopped me in the middle of the song, and it was like, it's good, it's good. <laughs> I remember that. it was that. so It was like, I, I, was was there, I mean, the places, there's all kinds of people in there. I felt so bad for you. I, I mean, I did. It was I, horrible. That was, I was like sweaty. That was one of my those church moments. It was that horrible. you see on YouTube, you know, funny. Oh my gosh! Church no, or, it was or horrible. most embarrassing moments, kind it of was. thing. Yeah, it, it was, was. It was. It was horrible. And then it started to turn in, and people would come and tease me after, and they'd be like, they'd be like, yeah, or they would tell me like years later when I finally got it, they're like. Yeah, I used to wait till I knew worship was done before I went to church. <laughs> I, I was like, gonna... oh, sad. I, so, yeah. Anyways, those are my But you got a lot better. Yeah. 
Yeah, look at me. <laughs> but um, anyways, so yeah, those are my embarrassing moments. But but yeah, there it is. We have a lot of stories with ministry. And on some later podcasts, I would like to kind of talk about just more ministry stories, more life in ministry and kind of even possibly ministry etiquette. We've talked about that, doing that before. We might possibly do it on a podcast. We'll see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, hey, and listen, if you have some topics you want to hear about, let us know. Or in put the, you in the comments. In the comment section. That's what I'm talking about. Let us know in the comment section because they can't necessarily interact with us on Spotify. Okay. Well, for so, those who can't interact on Spotify, we're asking the YouTubers to throw some comments in. Yeah. To give and, us topics uh, that you want to hear about. We can absolutely possibly do that so hey listen you guys thank you for joining us for our first podcast it's pretty cool it wasn't too shabby it was kind of fun we had shared hopefully you guys were kind of encouraged by some of the testimonies we're just kicking the ball yeah and and hearing you know just a little bit of sage's testimony and um and some years yeah and some silly stuff that happens in ministry and our embarrassing moments and uh, we have many more moments of missing it in ministry, but um, we have a lot of really great moments as well. And uh, the Lord has been amazing. He is so good. And so uh, we just want to, first of all, just encourage you guys, listen, if you do not have relationship with Jesus and you don't know Jesus, and I'm specifically talking to any of our Spotify listeners, if you do not know Jesus and you're like, man, I want to know Jesus. I need to have relationship with Jesus. Well, listen, let me tell you what the Bible says. It says in Romans chapter 10, right? Verse 13, whoever believes with his heart and confesses with his mouth that Jesus is Lord shall be saved. So really simple. If you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth, you shall be saved. So I want to lead you in a prayer of salvation. And I just want you to pray this after me. And I'm telling you, Jesus is the most amazing person you'll ever meet in your life. And he is the greatest, greatest thing you'll ever do. So um, just pray this with me and pray this from your heart. Dear Lord Jesus, Dear Lord Jesus I thank you, thank you that you lived and died, that you lived and, died and, rose for me on the third day. and rose for me on the third day. I thank you for coming into my heart. Thank you for coming. I thank you for forgiving me of my sins. Thank you for forgiving me of my sins. Jesus, Jesus, I believe that you came in the flesh. I believe that you came in the flesh. I believe that you are who you say you are. I believe that you are who you say. And I ask you now for your precious Holy Spirit. Fill me now. Fill me now. And I thank you. My life will never be the same again. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Listen, if you prayed that with your whole heart, the Bible says that you are saved um, in the, um, I want to say it's not the comment section, but in the description of this particular podcast will be our information. Please, if you prayed that prayer with us, we do want to know. Um, Make sure that you send us an email. Again, all that information will be in the description of this podcast. We have a free email gift to give you. Correct. We want to send you some information. We want to connect with you. Amen. So we love you guys so much. We bless you. Love you, each and every one of you. Thank you, everybody who joined us. We love you guys. Um, We will see you for the next one, which will be Sunday, same time. So please, if topics you want to hear about, please let us know. So we love you guys. We bless you. Have a fantastic evening. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye, everyone. <laughs>